Rusty Quill presents. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wake of Corrosion, Episode 2, First Night. My name is Professor Ryan, located Bunker A-12. This is a public broadcast to any survivors out there. I'm broadcasting this in the hope that others will hear the story and come forward with more information. I know that there are some among you who find this content disturbing. Therefore, I advise listener discretion going forward. <clears throat> Let us begin. We rejoin the brothers at the end of their first day away from home. Entry 05 is from Elliot's journal on their first night. Wow, what a day. I don't know how long we've been walking for. I mean, it's about 8pm now, but... I don't remember what time we left the car. No matter. The walk, though, was glorious. There is something enchanting about this forest. I don't know if it's the separation from civilization or the unbelievably fresh air, but it's magical either way. Even that weird dead bird was kind of interesting in a morbid sort of way. It's funny, we've been carrying so much gear for hours, but I still feel full of energy, and that bag seriously weighs a ton. I'm sure it'll get a bit lighter as the week goes on and we use up some more of the supplies, and no doubt I'll get more tired. Oh, wait, no, actually, I'm not going to think like that. I'm here to enjoy myself, and I'm not letting anything get in the way of that. This week is going to be a breeze of relaxation and adventure. I can't wait to get stuck in. And I think Roman feels it too. He'll never admit it fully though. Maybe a hint or two here and there, but well, I think that's about as much as I'm going to get out of him. That uneasy feeling hasn't come back. About the phone. Everything has been so full-on and vibrant. I know it sounds cheesy, but, well, I feel like a filter has been removed from my eyes, and I'm seeing the world for how it's supposed to be for the first time in years. Okay, 
Yeah, <laughs> that sounded really cheesy. It has been eye-opening, though. And we're not even a full day in. I've got a feeling I won't be needing my phone fully ever again after this. It's that weird time between day and dusk. The sun hasn't got to setting fully yet, and the sky is a beautiful pink colour. The few clouds that have appeared are lit up by an almighty glow, like they're on fire. It's giving everything this sort of amber hue. I know it's a bit sad, but as I was walking through the forest and there was this sort of red tinge to everything, I felt like I could have been on a different planet. Everything felt so otherworldly. It was pretty sweet, actually. The forest is quiet now, though. I can only hear a few birds singing distantly. Nothing much. I'm sure it'll be a different story, though, once it's fully dark. If it's anything like the woodland near home, well, I just hope it doesn't wake me up too much, that's all. You know, it's it's just dawning on me now how dark it's going to be here in an hour or so. I think it's really easy to forget that in the city. When it's night, the streetlights come on, and everyone's lights at home are on, so it's never really pitch black, it's just dark. And you kind of get used to it, don't you? You forget that if all that wasn't there, you'd basically be able to see nothing at night, especially if it's cloudy. I suppose with the sky being clear tonight, there should at least be a little bit of light out here. However, I mustn't forget to find time to go and look at the stars. Maybe spot some constellations, see the ones that the city lights hide. Anyway, I'd better go check if Roman wants to get a fire started. It'll be getting cold soon, no doubt. Entry 06. The follow... (sighs) No. Yes, yes, I'm fully aware. Look, I must continue with the broadcast. You know why. Apologies, survivors. The following is from Roman's recording device just prior to the brothers sleeping for the night. All right, here it goes. First day out in the wild, done and dusted. Tents up, the fire sorted. Elliot's busy gazing at stars or summit. Perfect time to get some recording in. What a day. Like, what an absolutely mad day. This week's either going to fly by or drag. Can't decide which yet. Feels like an age since we set off, though. And that's just from the car. Packing this morning and driving may as well have been another lifetime. Man, my legs are killing me. I think I'm going to spend some time this evening reorganising my bag. Like it was pulling me to one side, I don't know. I didn't say anything while we were walking because I thought it was one of those things that would just go away on its own. That perhaps I wasn't used to wearing a bag yet, maybe? Clearly it's more than just that. Wow, I need to stop complaining. The good definitely outweighs the bad here. Man, I hope Claire and the kids are alright. Been weird to have a full day without them. You always say you won't miss your kids nagging, but, well, I do a little bit. I'm sure you'll listen back to this and think to yourself... You don't know how lucky you were, eh? (laughs) Bloody kids. So, on location. Being around this much natural beauty has really changed my perspective of the world. Kind of like how I imagine astronauts feel when they see Earth from space and realise just how small and insignificant we really are. (laughs) I feel like that now. 
surrounded by all this looming nature. We're in their world now. Roman. Roman, I'm just going away from the fire so I can see a bit more. I won't be far, alright, so shout if you need me. Yeah, no props, bro. Don't get yourself kidnapped now. I'll try. This is one of those times where I finish this recording and can't find him. Then he winds up mutilated in a ditch somewhere, right? <laughs> Classic horror movie. Speaking of horror, no, it's not really what I want to be thinking about when I look back at this. But we saw something on our walk here which was, it was a bit weird if I'm honest. Right, you know, here's a breakdown. So Elliot and I were trekking through this winding path that was barely a path at all. And I'm just daydreaming about having food or drink or something like that. And then Elliot calls me over, all excited like, like he's seen something interesting. So I'm like, okay. So I pace over to him. He's got this weird expression on his face like he's trying to figure something out. I'm thinking, here we go. What's he found now? And well, oh, he was a dead bird. And I'm going to sound a bit stupid here if there's an obvious explanation for this, but, well, I've never seen something like this before. I mean, it's not like I'm completely sheltered. I'll sometimes go hunting for game and stuff like that, so I've seen some odd and random stuff, and I've seen a dead bird before, but this, it just stood out to me. It, was, it stood out to Elliot, too. Right, so its wing was outstretched. Odd because they're usually contracted when they're dead. And, and, I, and I definitely said wing, not wings. The other one was missing. Now, I don't know if it was because of the way it was lying, or a trick of the eye, but the way it was severed seemed so clean. Like a perfect horizontal line, leaving barely a centimetre of actual wing left jutting out of its body. And the actual wing itself, well, there's nowhere to be seen. Elliot says to me, Oh, what do you think happened? I'm <laughs> thinking, what, someone came along and sliced its wing off with a razor blade, and it's like, well, when I see it, I don't know why I didn't notice this sooner. The underside of its body, from what I could see, you know, the, the bit that's pressed into the ground, has decomposed down to the bone. And yeah, I suppose that makes sense, because that part is against the floor. But something's, like, still off. The decomposition stops, like, really abruptly. It's like where the remnant of the wing and the front of its body meet, it just stops. It's not gradual. It doesn't slowly become some more of the rotting corpse. It just stops. I get a shiver down my spine at this point, man. I mean, I, I don't know why. It's just one of those moments where you get a sort of unnatural fear shooting through you and it's gone. I think Elliot was, like, way too interested in the natural causes or something like that to consider any other explanation, but... Looking back now, I, I think I probably should have chilled out a bit, you know? But, nah, I don't know. It's just unsettling is all. We talk about it a little. Elliot reckons it got its wings stuck in something and the weird decomposition is just the way it landed. Me? Uh, well, I don't know. Whatever. I'll stick with Elliot's idea. I'm thinking let's move on now. Because the more I speculate, the weirder the story becomes in my head. And that won't do me any good when I try to go to sleep. Thankfully... Elliot seems to be thinking sensible as well, and doesn't ask me to pick it up or start interfering with it and poking it with sticks. He moves on, and I think I will too. Let's talk about tomorrow's plan. Roman, Roman come out here quickly, or you'll miss it. Oh, God. Here we go. What? Just come out here quickly, or you'll miss it. What's up now? I'm recording. Well, you're going to want to record this. Look. Um, what exactly am I looking at? There. 
in the gap between the trees. Can you see it? Um, oh, shit, yeah. All right. Well, that's not what I expected. I mean, I was just hoping for a clear sky, but I'll take a meteor shower any day. I've never seen one so clear before. That's exactly why we're out here, bro. The beauty of nature in all its glory. Oh, it's a shame we don't have a camera. Pfft. You're telling me you'd look back at a picture of that and feel the same way you do now? A camera wouldn't even capture it for a start. It'd be like when people take pictures of fireworks. They might, and I stress the word, might, look at them when they get home. Maybe try and show someone. And then, well, then they're forgotten about. Whereas now, in this moment, we can enjoy it without any distractions. Yeah, you're right, I suppose. Well, brother, it's been a solid first day. Here's to more just like it, with more of those beautiful sights. And less mutilated birds. I'm cutting the recording before you said that, won't you? <laughs> no, you won't. You'll keep it. <laughs> At this point during the collection, the brothers took neither any written or recorded notes for the following day until the evening. It is unlikely that anything vital to our investigation took place during this time and even more unlikely that they encountered any others who could vouch for this. Entry 07. The following is from Roman's recording device. Okay, okay, it's on, it's on. Still think we shouldn't have a camera? Shut up and just describe it. Okay, okay, so Roman and I have camped up on this bank tonight, you know, because... Just cut out the ball. Okay. So, right now the sky is, um, well... It's this unbelievable swirl of dark purple and this, like, deep sunset red. And for the past, what, three, five, five minutes, there's been a meteor shower. Again, same as last night. Except? Except they're falling in lots of different directions. They're crisscrossing. They're still falling like meteors in straight lines, but... There's ones falling from the left and ones from the right and, and all sorts. I've, I've never seen or read anything like this happening. So, well, I, I don't know. Like, is it is it special? Of course it's special, brother. If you've not seen something, let alone heard of it before, then it's freaking special. Can you believe it? I take back whatever I said before about not having a camera. This, I take a picture of. God, we're so damn lucky. Like, I knew seeing the sky without all the light pollution would be good, but Jesus, man, this is crazy. You know, Mum would freak out as she saw all of this. <laughs> She'd tell us it was a sign. <laughs> and then conjure some story about what it really meant. Nail on the head there, bro. <sighs> oh, dear. I wonder how long it'll last. Well, if it's anything like the last one, we've got a good while longer yet. Holy fucking shit. What the... Did you see that? Did that meteor just change direction? What the actual fuck? Oh man, I'm getting that chill again. Is that even natural? Am I going to say it first, or are you? (sighs) Say what? Aliens, bro! Are you having a laugh? (laughs) Don't be daft. There will be a scientific name for whatever this is. 
Oh, he's such a spoil sport, man. All right, all right. It can be aliens. We'll go hunting for them tomorrow. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> this is still really weird, though, bro. Yeah. Yeah. There are those of us who believe this to be the brothers witnessing a possible cause or even effect of the events this year. However, there have been no other reported sightings of this astronomical phenomenon that have reached us here in Bunker A-12. Some have argued that by the time the brothers were in the forest, the event had already begun. One thing is for certain, though. If what they said in this recording is true, then the brothers witnessed a unique and unheard of astronomical occurrence. One which could be the foundation of evidence towards discovering a cause for our current and dire situation. We now move on, survivors, to entry 08, which from what I understand takes place a few days after the previous recording. It would appear that the brothers enjoyed the last few days of peaceful hiking without much of note happening. Although there are some pages of Elliot's journal missing, it does not appear to have affected this section. Well, I can certainly say that I am knackered. It's not that I'm not enjoying myself. I really am. The sights, the sounds, and that absolutely insane meteor shower we saw the other night, all of it has been so full on. At home, I'd go to work, repair someone's tablet they'd mess up, or fix a server that had shut down, then head home and play games. The most I'd do in between is maybe go bouldering or for a run. Even that was only really when I felt up to it. Out here, though. Well, out here, we've not stopped. Roman and I are... Well, I wouldn't say we're getting bored of each other's company. I've just definitely sensed a few moments of irritation, which isn't great. But it's what we're like when we're worn out. Thanks, Dad. He'd always get like that, too. Never meant anything by it, but you know when he'd had a hard day at work. So, we're just over halfway through our stay here, and uh, as far as I can tell, we're on the path that leads back to where we parked. We've got a sort of circular shape through the forest, so we don't cross over where we've already been until we actually get back to the car. It's kind of hard to read the map sometimes, given how familiar everything looks, but I believe we'll be coming up to Lurch's Drop at something later this afternoon. It's this deep chasm in the forest floor. If you follow the path properly, you can walk down, into, and through it. It's supposed to be really ethereal there. As much as I don't like to wish time away, well, I really can't wait to get there. I think we're going to try and camp somewhere near the entrance, so hopefully we can see it in all its glory in the morning. Apparently, if you're there at sunrise, you can see the sun come up between the rocks at the entrance of the chasm, and it floods it with light. I know I said I'm knackered, but there is no way I'm missing that. Entry 09 is from Roman's personal recording device on the same evening. I I shall play the recording for you first, before discussing this in more detail. Oh, why are you recording this? Are you serious, bro? Why wouldn't I? This is interesting shit right here. Just, oh, I, I thought you wanted to capture the wonders of this place, not this. 
Sometimes wonders don't have to be all shiny and pretty, you know, bro. Anyway, give me a second. So, about ten or so paces in front of us, there's this clearing in the woods. But I don't think it's supposed to be that way. What are we now, Elliot? Like midsummer or something? Late summer? Yeah, why? Why do you think? Look at this. Actually, look at it. It shouldn't be like this. This whole area, I'd say at least 30 square foot, it's like, it's freaking dead, man. Like, legit dead. I'm going to go take a closer look. Oh, Roman, come on. Otherwise it won't make it to the lurch's drop in time. <laughs> what? In time for what? Afternoon tea? I'm just going to get a closer look. Aside from the rows upon rows of trees, this has been the most interesting thing I've seen in the past few days, okay? Ah, oh, man, they're as dry as a bone. It's like husks of emptiness. I wonder how long they've been dead for. Even the plants on the floor are dried out. There's not a drop of life in this place. Have you even considered whether it's safe to be near this area? Like, what if someone has been dumping chemicals here or something? Well, if they have, it's a good job I'm not a plant, then, isn't it? Otherwise, be all shriveled like a prune. Oh. Do you have to make a joke out of everything? Yes. Yes, Elliot, I do. Because if I don't, life would be a hell of a lot more boring now, wouldn't it? And we'd all be like you. Worried. About random stuff. There obviously hasn't been a chemical dump here. We've been walking for days. Literally into the middle of nowhere. For days. No one is going to be carrying barrels of chemicals into the woods. For days just to dump them here. They'd sooner find a train down a back road of an industrial estate and dump it there, wouldn't they? Anyway, check that out. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wonder why it's so green up there still. I can't say I'm a fan of this, Roman. Well, lucky for you, I've got the attention span of a gnat. Come on, let's move on. Oh, finally. Oh, two secs, Elliot just need to retie my shoes. I'll catch up. Alright. Note to self for when I listen back to this. <clears throat> you didn't want to tell Elliot this, but the trees and plants aren't just dead. Remember this feeling, Roman, as you stepped over the threshold into that area. It was like stepping through thick, murky air, and you felt a wave come over you. But the air was like, cold? Like, like a winter morning cold, you know. Even the lower plants had some frost on them. It's, it's fucking 20 damn degrees, man. Just remember that, right? Just remember that. You weren't really bored. You were afraid. This could well be the first instance of an area being afflicted with something such as this. I personally have experienced one such event which bears some similarities to this moment in their story, one which I feel is only right to share with you now. It was right in the beginning of all of this, through a series of days I'm sure you all remember for all the wrong reasons. I'd already fled from my office and raced home to my family, abandoning my car like many others, realising the traffic wasn't going anywhere. When I made it home, I burst through the gate and fumbled through my keys to unlock the door. Something was wrong. Very wrong. 
I found the key and burst through the front door. Almost immediately, the adrenaline was sucked out of my body. Just like Roman, I felt a shift in the quality of air as I stepped through the threshold and into my house. A bitingly cold chill swept over me at once. It was summer and easily 16 degrees. My house may have well been a giant freezer. The air was heavy with a sweet chemical smell that burnt at my nostrils. I pulled my jacket up to my face and pressed forward. Panicking, I searched the downstairs rooms for my wife and child, yet I could not find them. I started breathing heavier heavier, panic coming over me, taking in big gulps of the heavy air. This is where memory becomes foggy. I'd like to think I made it upstairs and they weren't there. I'd like to think that they already fled, but I just, I, I will not believe that. <clears throat> After that, I woke up in the back of a minibus with a group of people I'd never seen before, heading here to Bunker A12. Lord knows how I ended up in the middle of the road where they found me, but I know now they're the only reason I'm alive today. They're good people, but very few have ever believed what I experienced. They were all just told to flee. I hope Roman's experience would change their mind. Ah, I thought as much. Survivors, I'm afraid we're reaching the limit of available power for the broadcast today. Before I go, I know that there are those of you out there living and breathing the horrors of the everyday world. I also know that for some of you, the experiences that the brothers are facing and... The ones which will soon become part of their story are very real parts of your day-to-day -day lives. This is why I urge you to seek us out, to find us, share with us your knowledge together. Someday, we may make it back to normality. Here at Bunker A12, we hope you're somewhere safe and warm. And remember, as always, don't wander in the dark. you for listening. If you enjoyed our show, be sure to give us a rating and review to let others know. If you would like to hear news and updates, then please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wake of Corrosion. Wake of Corrosion was written, directed and produced by Sean Pellington, with voice acting from Kieran Walsh as Professor Ryan, Lee Pellington as Roman, Sean Pellington as Elliot, with title and credits read by Adele Cliff. Our introduction theme, Shadowlands 5 Antichamber, and outro theme, Phantasm, were created by Kevin MacLeod, sourced from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Both pieces have been reduced from their originals with fade-out, added voiceover, and radio static effects. Morse Code SFX, courtesy of Stephen C. Phillips of MorseCode.world, all other sound effects are self-recorded or sourced from soundsnap.com. For our full list of credits, please visit our website in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 